Hey everybody, welcome back to Explain Like I'm 5, the podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that's easy to understand. We are your hosts, I'm Tim. Hey everyone, I'm Kevin. So Kevin, today we're talking about microwaves. Ooh, that's interesting. So here's an interesting question to start, a practical one. Um, did you know if you put a frozen bread roll in the microwave and you heat it, it, it comes out soggy, um, but if you put a mug of water alongside it in the microwave, it keeps the bread from the bread from getting all soggy. Why is this? Yeah, I feel like I've seen one of those on those like five second life hacks. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's a really interesting question and um, and life hack. So basically, what happens is the water um, acts as kind of a dummy load uh, when you have it in the microwave alongside the bread. So what happens is it reduces the amount of energy going to that bread. Uh, kind of think of it in the terms of like cranking down an energy knob. Like the higher the energy, the faster it heats up, which makes uh, the bread soggy. But if you have less energy and kind of cook it more slowly and evenly, then the bread won't get too soggy. Why does high energy make the bread more soggy then? So, you know, with bread at room temperature, right, uh, a bread is so saturated with moisture, kind of like a damp sponge that has been sitting out for a couple hours. And if you heat it up, it, it softens the pores of the material and that's, what you, that's how you get that sogginess. But when you're heating frozen bread at high temperatures, it can be really concentrated in certain areas, and that heat may not be able to evenly spread out. So if you lower that temperature, then the heat can let it spread out and let the vapor kind of more escape versus make the bread soggy. Got it. Okay, the next question is one of the most common and also important safety-related questions uh, that a Mm. five-year-old might ask. Are you talking about metal in a microwave? Exactly. Why is it that we can't put metal objects in a microwave especially since inside the microwave you know you have uh, the microwave is made of metal and you have mm-hmm. that metal mesh that we've all seen inside the door of a microwave so it seems sort of illogical well actually let's start with a uh, misconception uh you can actually put metal objects in a microwave <laughs> but uh, i feel like a disclaimer is necessary we better explain this really carefully yeah yeah, yeah. so it's not you know all metal objects uh, as an overall rule, uh, it's but there are a few metal-related things that will get you into trouble. What are they? So um, specific, yeah, specifically, uh, uh, number one, sharp metal edges, like even the rounded tips of a fork, could be considered too sharp. Hmm. Uh, definitely don't put that in a microwave. Uh, don't uh, have have separate metal objects which kind of lightly touch or space with like a tiny gap in between, mm-hmm. uh, or very very thin metal such as a uh, sieves or filter screens or gold uh, decorative plating. Interesting. I can see how they, those might create sparks and things, but you know, with so mm-hmm. many specific rules, um, I guess it's understandable why they just say avoid all metals entirely. What is it about how a micro- microwave works that leads to these characteristics? Yeah, so this kind of goes into like how a microwave uh, works, right? Uh, essentially, there's this thing called a, a magnetron. Uh, it sounds pretty cool, but it's basically, a, it makes very short uh, radio waves, which actually go into the food to a depth of about uh, one inch. And inside of the microwave oven is an extremely high, extreme high voltage environment. Uh, but the metal cage around it acts kind of like a Faraday cage, shielding it from the outside. Uh, and basically the microwaves, they make water molecules twist about like, you know, two and a half billion times a second. And this is, this ends up heating up the molecules around it. And as they heat up, the heat goes to the inside of the food. 
Um, and metals, like arranged as kind of the ways I described earlier, they tend to create sparks in microwaves, right? Rather than heating. Uh, and the reason for that is that metals like to give away electrons. So when the microwaves push at their magnet-like electrons, instead of turning or twisting, they just kind of give the electrons away. And when a bunch of electrons running off of metal is basically electricity. Uh, and when it has another piece of metal kind of nearby to jump close to, that's how we kind of get those sparks jumping across. Mm, I'm glad we explained all of that. Now, um, going back to some practical questions, you can cook a meal that would tend to take 30 minutes to cook in a normal oven uh, in something like four minutes in the microwave oven. Why can mm -hmm. why does it work so much more efficiently? Yeah, super efficient. And again, it comes kind of comes back to like how the the magnetron and how it works by vibrating molecules at you know really the atomic level. Uh, the, that vibration creates a lot of friction and it releases the energy in the form of heat. So this means that the heat is actually generated from the inside of the food, and you're not like blasting it on the outside surface, like kind of the, the uh, conventional oven heat from the from a fire or something, right? This is actually the inside of food and the, mo the, the molecules vibrating. So microwaves can actually e heat even more parts of the food at once this way, uh, and that heat then kind of spreads to other parts of the food, uh, heating it up as well. And if you've ever eaten something that was uh, heated in the microwave, and you know it kind of had like those cold spots right? It's because mm. those spots actually had less water. <laughs> so the, the microwaves weren't evenly distributed kind of within the chamber. And again, th uh, it, it, this is also why most microwave cooking instructions tell you to let the food rest so that the heat can kind of reach an equilibrium throughout the food and you won't have cold spots. And um, uh, interestingly, this property is also what prevents most non-food objects from heating up in the microwave. Uh, they contain not enough moisture, so there's nothing to vibrate and actually generate heat on. Hmm. Interesting. Um, on the other, yeah. On the other hand, you know, for uh, like you, I think you, you brought up ovens as, a, as another cooking um, method. They heat up things via kind of like a heating element, either usually electric or gas, and uh, it heats up the air in that oven, thus creating convectional heat, which basically means the heat transfer must occur from the outside in. And as each kind of layer of the food is cooked, the next layer wants to reach equilibrium and starts taking heat from the warmer layers. So this process is called conduction and it takes a lot longer for each layer to heat up because the previous layer kind of needs to heat up first in order to transfer the heat or inward, right? Uh, and it, you know, this is why the process takes much longer, unlike a microwave where you don't really have that kind of layer outside in heating problem and you could just let your food rest so that the heat could be evenly distributed after all that vibration of molecules. <laughs> Mm, I see. So changing gears to a, a more practical question, um, if you take a, a, a cup of water and you put it in the microwave um, for 30 seconds and then put it in for 30 seconds again, uh, it doesn't seem mm -hmm. to heat up as much uh, as if you were to microwave continuously for, say, 60 seconds. Why yeah, the difference? Yeah. yeah, that's another kind of quirk uh, in the way that microwaves work. Basically, the uh, magnetron uh, it, that generates the microwaves. It's, it's actually, it's a vacuum tube and the cathode inside it has to warm up before it starts emitting electrons. So you'll usually be able to actually hear a difference in the noise it makes a few seconds after you start it. So that's actually when it's really starting to work. Uh, thank you for that. Now, uh, finally, the microwave hasn't actually been around for that long, right? Who invented it and, and when was that? Yeah, it's a pretty modern invention. Uh, the first microwave was built by the company Raytheon in 1947. Mm. 
and a Raytheon credits the discovery of the microwave uh, to a, actually a grade school educated engineer named Percy L. Spencer. I think it was one day in, in 1945 when uh, Spencer was walking through a radar test room with a chocolate bar in his pocket. Uh, he came too close to mm, a... This is the famous story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he came too close to a, a running magnetron tube and the candy began to melt. <laughs> He, he then figured out it was the radio waves that could uh, cook the food and invented a microwave oven, and now we're here. What a wonderful story of invention. Thanks, Kevin. You learned something new today? If you did, send us a tweet or send us an email. Uh, we'd love to hear from you if you have suggestions on future episodes. Thank you, as always, to the wonderful community at r slash explain like I'm five on Reddit. We will see...